Welcome to the Nurse Leader Network podcast with your host, Chris Racinos. Wherever you're going on your nurse leader journey, we're here to help you get there. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Nurse Leader Network. I'm your host, Chris Racinos, and today we have a special guest. Um, our guest today is going to talk to us about everything that you need to know about writing as a nurse. So you may or may not have heard in the news that a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Pimple Popper made a comment on social media. And and the comment was, why didn't a dermatologist write this article? And then she hashtag board certified dermatologist. And it was regarding a nurse who wrote an article around skin protection, sunburns, and the controversy was really around, is a nurse qualified to write that type of material? And so I thought it would be a perfect timing for us to bring on the expert in content writing for nurses. Today, we have Portia Walford, who is owner and founder of the PW Agency and also known as the Millennial Nurse. Welcome to the show, Portia. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So tell me, why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell us like how you got started. Um, you know, let's go all the way back down to, you know, your first you know, job in nursing and then how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, it's been an exciting journey. I um, actually started my my nursing journey. I wasn't that girl that I just knew I wanted to be a nurse. You know, a lot of nurses say, oh, I've always known I wanted to be a nurse since I was a little girl. That that wasn't me. <laughs> um, nursing was not on my radar. I actually wanted to do, I wanted to do something with like political science or criminal justice. Like I wanted to do like forensic science or something like that. But my freshman year of college, I ended up in the ICU for a couple of weeks and the nurses there really saved my life and changed my life. So I decided that when I got back to school and I was healthy and I was well, that I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to be able to touch potentially another young girl who looks like me in the same way that those nurses touched me. And so that's why I went into nursing. Um, my nursing school experience is pretty normal. Um, I went to the, the community college right up the road from my hometown. Um, I knew most of my classmates, knew most of my professors. So I had it really easy. I didn't have a really horrible experience in nursing school. Um, I didn't really have a horrible experience landing my first job because my doctor at the time knew the director of nursing at the facility that I worked at and I was able to get my job right you know, then. So my transition was very smooth into nursing. It wasn't until I actually got into that facility, which was a long term care facility. Like I always knew like from nursing school that I wanted to do long term care because my grandparents helped to raise me. I was always around elderly people. Even when I did my clinicals, my preceptorship, I chose to do my preceptorship at a long term care facility. So I knew that's where I wanted to be. But within that first year of working at the nursing home, I was really burnt out. Um, I experienced some bullying, not only from the, the nurses that were like my colleagues, but from at that time, my director of nursing really kind of singled me out and bullied me. And so I was just burnt out and I was tired. And I transitioned from there into a home health agency. Um, another nurse who I knew worked for a home health agency and she, you know, tried to convince me to come over to give it a try. And I did it and I fell in love with home health just because I was I got to be out there by myself. I got to, you know, hone in on my skills, really sharpen my skills. I built my confidence up as a nurse. Because when you're doing home health, you know, you're out there by yourself. You don't have another nurse so you can call and say, hey, can you double check this? And even if you call another nurse, they may be an hour away. So um, I got really comfortable with my skills. I got really comfortable with 
patient education and being able to speak to different doctors and different people on the patient's interdisciplinary team. And from there, what I learned was that a lot of my patients, um, for those of you who are listening, who are unfamiliar with home health, um, home health is where, you know, there's home health and there's home care. They're two different things. Home health is where you actually see like six or seven patients a day. You spend 30 to 40 minutes with each of those patients and you go in and educate them on their disease processes or you, you educate them along their wound care or whatever it is that you're out there for. And the goal is to keep them out of the hospital. And I was having a hard time keeping my patients out of the hospital and I couldn't figure out why. But when I started kind of to do like some quality assurance on my own, I found out that a lot of my patients could not read or write very well. Um, and so all of that information that I was giving them that the agency had handed me was doing them no good because they didn't understand it. So I took it upon myself to basically just rewrite the information that the agency gave me to the point to where my patients could understand it. And I was able to drastically drop the hospitalization rate. And from there, I kind of just started blogging. Um, at that time, I was I was working full time with the home health agency, but I was also working PRN at a long term care facility. But I wanted to let go of that PRN job because I wanted to be able to spend more time with my son. And I knew I needed to find another way to make more money, but I didn't want to make more money working in another nursing job. And so I just kind of started writing from there, figuring out if can a nurse write. I Googled it, found out, yeah, a nurse can write. And kind of just threw myself out there and pitched myself to different organizations until one one organization said, yeah, which happened to be a pretty large organization. Um, they said yes. And from there, I just I kind of just built um, my name recognition and built my reputation as a nurse writer. Wow, that that's an amazing story. And it like it does how it starts is not how I imagined it would end uh, in terms of, you know, where you where you're at. I think. For those that are listening, so you said you kind of pitched yourself to writing organizations. What does that look like? Like if somebody's out there thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, that's something that might be interesting. What is like, do you just kind of call up like the nursing magazines or how does that work? Um, you can find their content information. And it's, I mean, we're in the age of Google where you can find almost any, you can find anything on anybody off the internet, it's, it takes a little discipline and a little digging around to find out exactly who the person is who can hire you. Um, I've actually reached out to organizations on their Instagram and Twitter pages and say, hey, I'm a nurse and I happen to write. Do you need any more writers on your team? Can you connect me to the correct person or to the right person? So it just, you know, with you just taking the time to dig and kind of figure out who that contact person is. And when you figure out who that contact person is, just pitching yourself. That's just really, really interesting in terms of how you reached out to um, content editors. I mean, it's something that I would have never even thought of doing. Um, what are your thoughts around what's going on with the, the doctor, Pimple Popper, and, and um, you know, everything that's going on around that content? What, what's your, what are your thoughts around it? Um, I think that that was a very ignorant statement for her to make. Nurses are... Um, we're the perfect people to write health related information. For one, we've kind of we were experts on taking medical terminology and, and breaking it down to where people, ev the everyday person can understand. And, you know, specifically, specifically that article that she was referencing, I, I know the nurse who wrote that. And she's a phenomenal writer. And so for her, you know, I think in anything else with nursing, I think a lot of people just don't understand what it is that we do, what we're capable of doing. 
Um, and it necessarily has to do with writing. A lot of people just don't know what nurses do and what we're capable of doing. But a nurse, if you know, if you have a healthcare related business, even if it's not healthcare, if you have a business where you just want to be able to put content out there that people can digest and people can relate to, a nurse is the perfect person to write that. For one, we have the clinical skills. And for two, we know we have the personable skills. People trust what we say. We can break it down to where they can understand it and we can make it very easy so we can connect and convert with people. So I think that statement was just a very ignorant statement for her to say and maybe been a little bit of jealousy, you know, that she didn't get to ask to write to write that (laughs) article. But I mean, there is no reason that a nurse can't write anything in the health healthcare industry as long as we're practicing within our scope and educating our patients and educating the public as well within our scope. Yeah, I agree. You know, I teach this, or I taught this class, and uh, what I had the class do on the very first day of school, it was a professional nursing class. I uh, wrote this survey, and it asked questions like, uh, what does a nurse do on a day-to-day basis? Can a nurse research without a doctor? Can a nurse prescribe medication or furnish medication? Like, I, you know, just had all these different questions, and I had the students go out into the rest of the college and ask non-nursing students these questions. and. The responses we got back were like mind boggling. We and I knew that they would come back this way, but I I wanted, you know, we we heard um some people say, well, nurses all they do is wipe butts all day. And then we had some people say, you know, nurses can't research without a doctor. They have, you know, only a doctor can research, or just you know, all kinds of just uh misinformation out there about what nurses do and and so um so I agree with you. I think a big part of what's going on is that people really don't understand what a nurse does or what we can do. What are your thoughts around how we can get that word out? I think that more nurses should definitely think about going into the content industry or media in general. I think more nurses need to, we need to put ourselves out there. People are not going to come knocking down our doors. We're going to have to kind of break those barriers just as we've always done as nurses. We've always broken barriers. We've always, you know, been innovative every day in our careers at the bedside and we you know we've always done things to better the healthcare industry so i think that if you're a nurse and you're listening and you're interested in learning how to write if you're interested in being able to take your nursing expertise and tra- you know translate that into into media or into print then you should go for it yeah for sure that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, you've taken this content business and launched a campaign, a mental health campaign. Tell us about your campaign, why you launched it, how it got started and what's it about? Um, Yeah, sure. So I started a campaign called No Nurse Alone. You guys can actually find that handle on Instagram is at No Nurse Alone and the website is nonursealone.com. And I started the campaign because I wanted nurses to be able to bring awareness to their mental health, uh, mental well-being, um, because I think a lot of nurses deal with mental illness or mental health issues and they don't know it. Um, me, myself, even as a little girl, I think I dealt with a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of depression growing up, but I didn't know what it was because back then I wasn't into, you know, I wasn't into healthcare, I wasn't into nursing. Um, and I didn't understand what it was, but I think that one every day, um, you're dealing with your patients, you're dealing with their family members, you're dealing with the doctors, you're dealing with um, your co-workers, you know, different different people. And you're taking on all of their energy, all of their feelings, 
everything that they're dealing with on top of working 10, 12, 16 hour shifts, it's a lot to cope with. Um, I know lots of nurses who never smoked a cigarette until they um, became a nurse. And that's not normal. That it's a habit they picked up, but it's a habit they picked up to cope. So I just wanted other nurses to know that it's okay. You know, you're not alone, that we're all dealing with something, especially now, you know, in the midst of, of COVID-19, that it's okay to say that, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know, I read an article um, yesterday, actually, that was talking about the wave, the second wave of COVID being PTSD among our nurses. Um, what are you hoping to accomplish through your, your mental health campaign? And, and what would you tell a nurse that might be struggling right now? Um, I'm just hoping that nurses can, you know, be aware that they're able to recognize that they're dealing with something, that they're able to say, hey, I'm struggling today and that there are resources out them. I was able to partner with um, some organizations that are offering nurses free uh, tele telecounseling, teletherapy sessions. And so I just want the nurses to know that you can take advantage of that, that it's OK for you to go out there and take advantage of the resources that are available. And there are tons of companies right now that are offering healthcare professionals different free or discounted telehealth um, or counseling services. Yeah, for sure. And I know that I've seen, I think like, I believe it was Headspace that's offering um, like their app for free if you have an NPI. And I've seen like a, a couple different apps also offering some free services to healthcare workers in light of everything that's going on with COVID. But I think even despite, even having COVID, like that's one huge uh, piece of, what's going on. I think there's a, a lot of other underlying factors, but I think even what's more on top of everybody's mind right now is, uh, you know, systemic racism and how that is impacting healthcare and how that's impacting our workforce. And so what are your thoughts around, around where we're at with that? I mean, as a country, what do you, I can see how, how nursing before COVID was stressful and brought on all kinds of emotions and feelings and people that weren't there. And now with COVID, it's, you know, compounded it, but then bring on all of this kind of, you know, enlightenment. And what I want to say is I feel like it's impacting everybody, right? I mean, for those folks that didn't, that just kind of were oblivious to racism happening, I think I'm seeing a lot of guilt in those people for not realizing what their, you know, unconscious biases might have been in the past. And then for those that have been really like oppressed for this huge amount of time, like, Yes, it's a relief that people are acknowledging it. And is it just like a flavor of the day? Or are we actually going to see changes this time? Oh, wow. Um, I, I think that everything that's going on <clears throat> has been going on in, in healthcare in general. Um, I myself as a as a black woman, um, you know, typically have dealt with systemic racism all of my life and raising a black son. Um, I have black brothers, uh, siblings my and dad, you know, my whole family. I think in nursing, um, it, it's a, it is a lot of nurses don't like to admit this. I've dealt with it my entire nursing career with nurses just saying very stereotypical comments or making very stereotypical comments to nurses, you know, not taking care of uh, patients, uh, black patients the way that they should or ignoring their symptoms or downplaying their symptoms and me having to advocate for those patients. I'm hoping that it's not just like, as you say, a flavor of the day and that it's not just something that everyone's hopping on like this train because it's popular right now. But unfortunately, we're going to see that a lot of these companies, a lot of these influencers are just doing that because they feel like they're obligated to do that just to keep their image. Um, 
there are a lot of nurses and it's crazy since all of this has been going on, you know, with the whole George Floyd thing and, and the protest. There have been, you know, it's amazed me the amount of nurses who have come on social media and said some of the most racist and bigoted things on a public platform. Um, and they said it with such privilege that, you know, as a nurse, there's just certain things I wouldn't put on social media, but they said it was such privilege that they thought that they could say it and get away with it. So um, it's been very disheartening to see some of the very, you know, cruel and racist things that nurses are saying from using the N word to saying that they're black patients. All they're all pain seekers, um, you know, just some of the most crazy things. But, you know, the stats are there that. There, the health disparities in the black community, there are stats, there are, these are proven facts. And it's so crazy that healthcare professionals, trained healthcare professionals who went to school, who have who have licenses, actually say that some of these things are made up. Um, you know, just like the 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 health disparities with black maternal death, uh, with with black people who suffer from sickle cell. I did a piece on this and some of the things that and some of these people who have sickle cell were nurses and they were saying, you know, they were afraid to go to hospitals because they were being treated as, as if they were pain med seekers. And it's just to me crazy that in 2020 that a nurse could still have these type of biases. And so to all your listeners, I say, you know, check your biases. And if you don't have any biases, then check the person who has the biases. You know, we're supposed to advocate for our patients and just advocate for your patients. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. It's kind of tiring to have to keep talking about this. In my 30 years of living that I have to talk about this and I'm still talking about this is straining for us. And by us, I mean, you know, black, your black colleagues, we shouldn't have to keep telling you these things. These are things that you should know. Yeah, there there was a study that I read from 2012. So, I mean, that was like almost a decade ago that showed that, you know, you you mentioned maternal death, that that SES had nothing to do with it in terms of the African-American population. So for for black women, even if they had a master's or a doctorate, their um, mortality rate was much higher than a white person that had that had a seventh or eighth grade education. And then that study also kind of went in and talked about a variety of other different factors, but it really talked about you know social economic status, which is what a lot of people like to say is the reason for the disparity. Really, didn't even have a place in that conversation. And it's really because of the way people are are treating their patients, right? They're not treating them um, the same. There's just no equity. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, I mean, in terms of like a long-term equity goal for nurses, like what, what do you think as a nursing organization, a nursing body and a unified voice we need to have in terms of like a long-term goal for equity? I think that for one, there needs to be more nurses of color in legit positions um, because how can you have a board, a diversity and inclusion board, but you don't have anyone black on that board? Like you just putting one white woman and you're, you're using that as your stat for a minority that that's not cutting it. Like that's not solving the case. So for one, there needs to be more black women and men in positions of leadership and it just 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 doesn't not to need to be one token as in the black community. We know we say these companies that have the one token black person. No, it has to be more than one black person. Um, I also think that every nursing school, every nursing program should mandate like it should be mandated that you don't just have one class on diversity and one class on cultural biases. Like I remember in nursing school, I think we had one class on that. 
to me, that should be a whole semester's worth of classes. And it should be taught by a person of color or or it should be taught by, you know, numerous people, a person of color, um, a person who who's in the, uh, the the gay or bisexual, lesbian, transgender community. Um, it should be taught by an immigrant. You know, there should be different types of people. It shouldn't just be the same monotone colored, you know, a white professor that is trying to educate uh, a nursing class on cultural diversity and inclusion or cultural biases. Um, so I think that's where we start, that you, that you mandate it and that these nursing organizations mandate it, that the boards of nurses, nursing, they, ma- they mandate these things as well. Yeah. I would even take it one step further and say, like, forget having it for a semester. Like, it really should be interweaven into every single class because you can't take care of a patient without addressing that aspect of the human. True. Right. I mean, like, it, I mean, it, so I feel like I feel like we need to even go beyond that and really just look at like we are nurses. We look at the whole person. So how can we not bring culture into every single touch point with that patient? Very true. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I I totally agree with your sentiments. I think, uh, you know, another way that that we could kind of, you know, bring some some education, bring some um, sustainability to this movement is through our voices. And so I think what you do in your content writing is just that. And so why don't you tell me about your agency and, and what you do, you know, how nurses can kind of get involved in that? Yeah, sure. So my, my business is called the PW Agency and I create content for health related brands. And I asked so many nurses were coming to me asking me, how do I do this or how did you get into this? And this is something that I would like to do. So I kind of started like a branch off of the agency called Nurses Who Write, where I basically train and coach nurses into how to um, get into freelance writing. So I manage a team of nurse writers. And we create content for health related brands and organizations. So if you're a health related brand organization and you need content that's created by nurses who are clinically skilled and, and you know we're all licensed nurses, we can definitely help you with that. But if you're a nurse and you're saying, well, I just want to learn how to do this on my own. I just want to learn how to get started. Um, I actually have a course where I teach nurses from A to Z um, how to pitch I teach you how to write content that converts. I teach you, you know, how, how to um, build your brand. Um, and so I have that course. Um, actually, right now, the course is closed, but we'll be opening up very soon. So you guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm at the right nurse. And that's W-R-I-T-E at the right nurse. Or you can go to the right dot com and um, you can you can see all the options that we have, have available. What if somebody was to say, well, why is it important to have a nurse writer versus like a journalist or somebody who's trained in writing for their content? That is a really good question. And the reason I think it's so important to have a nurse to write is for one, more nurses need to get our our voices out there because, you know, we're voted for what the past 18 years, I think America's most trusted profession. So who better to write your content than someone who the public trusts? Someone who the public knows is, you know, honorable, we're honest, we're trustworthy. And not only that, we have the clinical skills, we have the education to back up everything that we're writing. And we know most all nurses know other nurses. We know doctors, we know therapists, we know other people in the healthcare industry who we can bring on as subject matter experts if we needed to bring someone on as like as a feature piece or interview or if we need to go out and do research. 
and we can break it down to where it's so easily readable, it's digestible for everyday for the everyday person to understand it. That is so true. What um what would you say to like maybe somebody who's like, well, I'm in nursing leadership, but you know, I don't really you know, I'm, I'm not looking to have my own writing business or write for articles or journals, um, but they're in nursing leadership. Like, what would you tell that person around why um, they should really consider content writing and, and being a nurse writer? Um, you should consider it just because you, we need more nurses who are influencers, who are thought leaders, um, because we keep getting overlooked. And I keep saying this, we're we're overlooked. There are people who are creating companies who have no healthcare experience and we're working for them. Um, and why that should be us. That should be a nurse out there. You know, we, we should be the ones changing the trajectory of healthcare. Yeah. I mean, you just like mic drop, like just hit the nail on the head. Like you, I think for the nurse leaders out there, you know, the most powerful thing that you really have is your voice. And so being able to put it into, um, an articulate piece that is meaningful and can bring about change is, um, priceless. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, well, I mean, this has been a really good episode. I really appreciate you sharing your history. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts around, you know, how we can continue um, the movement. So it, you know, it's sustainable. And so that we actually enact change. Like I really would like for my kids to not have to experience what we have been experiencing for the last several decades of our lives. And obviously, you know, for the hundreds of years that that our nation has been experiencing this. I really appreciate you uh, giving us some tips on how to become a writer and how to find out more information. Portia, this has been great. Just thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. 